May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I studied Greek in college, and I have to admit I didn't choose the major for any high or lofty reason. I've since begun to tell people that I wanted to read the New New Testament in the original. That's not really true. We had something of a major's fair at our orientation week, and all the other tables were full and bustling with that freshman energy, except for the classics table. So I wandered over. I was drawn in by a kindly professor and a big plate of grape leaves. I ate four or five or maybe 12, and I signed my name on a sheet. Well, I've been thinking back on those early days recently, especially my first classes. The first Greek word that I learned was the first person singular present tense indicative verb, luo. I discovered quickly it means I loose. You learn it on day one of Greek class because it's a short regular verb and it's especially easy to conjugate. It's a particularly useful verb for those who are in the habit of tying up oxen or releasing mules. Now, as an 18-year-old boy from a suburban town, I didn't have a lot of experience to draw on to sentences like, I would have loosed the oxen, or they are going to loose the donkeys. Let alone, I would have loosed, I used to loose, and I was going to have loosed. But then comes the great day when you first pick up a copy of the New Testament and its original Greek. And then you enter a new world. You read the end of the raising of the Lazarus story. And as Lazarus comes out of the tomb, Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. And we see the word luo means unbind him. Terms, turns out it's more useful than just for oxen. You read the sonorous words from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. He has broken down the dividing wall of hostility and discovered the word for broken down is our little friend Luo. You look at the description of Jesus in the book of Revelation and see him who loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood. There's Luo again, freeing us from our sins. And in the passage from Acts that John read so beautifully for us, Peter says, God raised Jesus up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. And there is Luo yet again in the freeing from death. 
So little Luo gets to make an appearance at all these and plenty other moments in the New Testament. And what all these moments have in common is that each one of them paints a picture of resurrection. Resurrection is the defeat of death, the reconciling of hostile parties, the raising from the tomb, the healing of the sick, the restoration of the outcast, and the forgiveness of sins. Luo starts off meaning loosing donkeys, but ends up meaning all these things. And when we get to the most precious Easter moment of all, the meeting of Mary Magdalene and Jesus in the garden, this little and apparently insignificant word, luo, gives us a clue to one of the great mysteries of the story. Why, when Mary finally recognizes Jesus, does Jesus say, don't hold on to me? Or in the older translations, do not cling to me. Or in the famous Latin phrase, noli me tangera. The answer lies in the little word luo. Jesus is in the loosing business. Jesus looses us from the threat of death. Jesus looses us from sickness, exile, estrangement, and sin. Resurrection is about letting go. What his ambitions are for oxen and donkeys, we never fully discover, but Jesus sure has a lot of use for that little word, luo. He's in the loosing business. That's the message of Easter. Jesus loosens us. He makes us sore. He sets us free. He lets us run. He makes us fly. He lets us live. He sets us on our feet again. And our response to the good news of Easter is not to cling, but to learn to let go. To let go of our sin in the first place. To permit God and Christ to forgive us and heal us. To allow ourselves not to be defined by the dreadful things we have done, but by the wondrous things God has done for us. And in letting go of our sins, to let go of the sins done to us. Not to cling to resentment and bitterness, but to recognize how those who've hurt us participated in a realm of damage that preceded them and will outlast them and is largely not of their making. And to make a fundamental choice to see ourselves not as a victim, but as a child of grace. And in letting go of our bitterness, to let go of our lives, to let go of life. Not to cling so tightly onto our life that all we can think about is how to keep it longer or extend it further, but to let go so that we can allow God to take it, to use it, to play with it and enjoy it wherever and however and for as long or as short as God wants to. And in letting go of our life, to let go of another's life, that we face the loss and death of those we love, not with a vice-like grip of possession and denial, but with gentleness and gratitude 
and mercy and compassion. And part of that is about forgiving God for taking these precious people away from us. Do not cling to me, says Jesus, because I've come to loose you. I've come to let you go. This is half of the good news of Easter. God looses us, forgives us, and sets us free to live with him forever. Unburdened by our hurts and failures in this life, those things we've done and left undone. But the other half of the good news of Easter is that God is wholly committed to us, to each one of us, to his whole creation, and that he keeps his promises to restore us to life and keep us in his company safe forever. That, friends, is good news here in 2021. We've been bound by so much by a deadly virus, by crippling racism, by despair, by economic depression, maybe personal depression. Loved ones have died and we've missed the company of other, we've missed the company of other loved ones. It's easy to come to, to want to come to a service like this and to be told that it's all better. It's easy to want to come and to be told that Jesus is raised and all is better. But we just know that isn't true. We try to cling to him, and yet he loosens us. He loosens us to go back into his world with a death-loosening love, his chain-loosening justice. Your life isn't loosened into the world for easy comfort and inner peace. Luo is a little word carrying a big responsibility. In the end, the good news of the Christian gospel, the one to carry out with us this day, lies in the paradox of that tiny word, luo. On the one hand, our deepest delight is that God sets us free. On the other hand, our strongest hope is that God never lets us go. Today, we find the strength to let go of all that stands between us and eternal life, content and elated in the good news that God never lets us go. God looses us, but God never lets us go. Amen.